Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, so we got an email from Stephen who said, here's one thing I don't like. People use okay to mean 10 different things, starting with yes and no. I use it to mean different things, but at least I avoid ambiguity and misunderstandings. There's an etiquette issue there too. If the person says, that's okay, I take that as permission. If I ask what they mean, they usually say, that's all right, which people use to mean the same 10 things okay means. Why don't dictionaries list the 10 new meanings? Thanks, sincerely, Stephen. And I just wanna say, Stephen, thank you, because it made both Ross and me go insane recognizing how many times we use the word okay in the course of an average day and how many times we use it to mean a bunch of different things too. But we're not convinced about the 10, but we'll go into that in a second. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with okay, and I just started with okay right now. What does okay mean to you? It means a lot of different things. There have been a number of studies, actually, linguistic studies and popular studies on the word, One person said it's the most frequently used spoken or typed word on the planet. Kathy and I actually did a check, and we found that okay (laughs) is not the most frequently used word on the planet, but it's well up there. It's 77th in frequency in film and TV scripts, and 164th in contemporary fiction. But I'm I'm actually curious, what's the first, um, what is the most common? What is the most frequently, if if it's not okay? You can't open up that jar and not tell us. Okay, but Fletcher... Yeah, really, that's what I'm like. Come on, Ross. Okay, I'm actually curious. Let's take a guess. Fletcher? The most commonly used word across the world. A common, a commonly used word yeah, in, in, t- in American TV, fiction, TV uh, scripts, etc. Okay, so we're speaking... We're talking about English specifically right. now. Because uh, the reason I ask that is because okay is a, is a phrase or word that's used in all sorts of different languages, um, probably picked up from from American pop culture, but I don't know that. You actually are correct, but you caught us in the, the discrepancy. It is not the most commonly used English word. The commonly used English word is the. However, the author is correct in terms of an international word. Okay is international. I have been in the desert. One time, I, believe it or not, I was in the desert in Ara- Saudi Arabia, and a Bedouin asked me if I were, was a Faranji, which is an Arabic word for Frank. Literally, Frank referring way back to the to, to the uh, Crusades. How, so he basically had no conception. I said I was from the United States. He goes, oh, that's from beyond the sea, isn't it? That was his basic idea. He had no idea. However, he used the word okay. Wow. So. <laughs> okay, so now I'm, I'm confused, Rose. I'm sorry. So now, so okay is the most commonly used English word internationally? I, I Actually, there, there's I looked it up, and as we were speaking... I th- believe there's no there's no real way of figuring this out, but it does appear to be the most commonly spoken word that everyone knows. So it basically has entered into Arabic. It has entered into Greek. It has entered into Hebrew. It has entered into Chinese. So it is the most spoken word because most everyone knows it. The question I got into, like with for example with China, we would tend to speak with Chinese people who 
you know, live in a city. Do Chinese peasants say, okay, I have no way of knowing it. Well, a, a Bedouin did. That's my one guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's why I threw he that. He might have been very sophisticated. That's why I threw that anecdote. I'm not actually and super have... surprised. Uh, I'm not sure I would have thought of it if we had just never brought up the word okay, but I'm not super surprised because it is the case that, that it's pretty much moved into every single language. So it's it's ubiquitous, but it can also mean all of these different things. And the thing that really kind of delighted me about that email w was when he mentioned if a person says that's okay should i take that as permission because i i hadn't thought about it but often when i hear that's okay it means no thank you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's the whole thing i mean the problem with okay is it has he said 10 meanings we actually counted it in the oed um they have eight eight distinct uh, meanings and I'm, I, I think we're going to talk about that in a second. A lot of times how you say it gives it another color. So then you might get into the 10 that, that Stephen mentioned. But to begin with, I mean, I think it's important to realize that okay um, can be a number of different forms of speech. It could be a noun. It could be a verb. It could be an adjective. And it could be an adverb. And I think that's one of the reasons it starts getting sort of ambiguous because it serves a lot of different roles. One, one simple word, two little letters. I mean, okay, as a noun, it's, it's approval or permission. You go like, you know, the, the baseball, the manager gave the uh, batter, the, 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 the base runner, the okay to steal. Uh, so that's, that's nice and simple. And actually, I didn't know this, but we found out there's a, a, a word, a person who okays things is called an okayer. I had never run across that. <laughs> but did you know? I mean, it's, a, it's a big thing in copy editing. They, they talk about people who were okayers. And I was like, okay. That sounds like one of those funny crossword puzzle answers. It does. That's actually yeah, a good one for, for crossword so puzzle. So we've got, we've got the noun. You, you can give the okay. Okay, here's a verb. Okay, we have a verb. It means to prove something. The teacher okayed his research project. Merriam-Webster actually looked it up, and Merriam-Webster was sort of interesting because they have okay as a verb in two, they break it down into two. It can be used to give official acceptance of something as satisfactory. A judge will have to okay the search warrant. Or it can be to give a favorable opinion, my friends okayed my choice of a, of a girlfriend. So therefore it has two sort of similar but slightly different meanings. But they're positive. Yes. Both of them are positive. Right. Okay, because then when you get to the adjective, it's 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 that lukewarm. It's it's like okay, it's you know it's good. It's not bad. It's adequate. Like you go, yeah, she's okay. She's an okay person. It's all. It's also in the ear of the beholder because people will ask me what I thought of a movie, and I'll say, yeah, it was okay, and they'll be like, oh, you didn't like it. And, and, yeah. And to me, it means you know it, it was it was not bad. Three three stars, let's say, right? Yeah, but but yeah, to them, yeah, exactly. to them it's more like eh, it was okay. That's the, well, this is this is the whole thing. It, it, we go back to the ambiguity. I mean, what gets us? We were talking about it, and like when when somebody asks how are you doing, like your health, you go, I'm okay, and that is that good? Like I'm okay. I, I, or after an accident, if you go, how are you? I'm okay. You go, oh good, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like all the, in, in in the adjective way, it tends to be sort of not remarkable. It's like it's okay it's it's fine it's 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 not bad yeah and but I, it's nothing remarkable i think everybody can understand that it's just a matter of the degree to which uh it, it is more or less unremarkable i guess 
right? Because well, exactly you know, for for other people, when I speak to other people and I say something's okay, generally, I mean, you know, it, it was pretty good, not too bad, um, and and they usually take it as not so good. Uh, uh, but you know, that's a matter of degree. But then there are other times you're using okay, uh, as we mentioned earlier. If a person asks, you know, if I ask you if I can. Uh, get you, um, I don't know, a chocolate malt, and you say that's okay. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> that one. That one is. We don't know. That's the. It's all. It's all very contextual. That one actually is very tricky, though. There was an article I read on Nigerian uh, use of okay, and apparently, in uh, the Nigerians were talking about uh, people from Europe coming and misunderstanding that that's okay. Apparently, in Nigeria, it's used one specific way as a. As, as a positive where other Europeans took it as a negative, which I thought was really interesting. So there's like a, a geographic usages of okay that gets really tricky as well. And then, of course, we have to think about the inflection we use when we say okay, right? It, a lot of Americans have trouble with a language like Mandarin or something because there are the, the vocal inflections and they change the meaning of something. But if you think about it in the same way with a word like okay, we do the same thing. So often, Ross, you'll pose a question to to me on this podcast, and if I get it right, you'll say, okay. And if I get it kind of right, but mostly wrong, you'll say, okay. <laughs> Fletcher, you've, you've actually, uh, we, we noticed several really interesting research studies on intonation and okay. Rising, falling, and flat intonations, and you're completely correct. You should be a scholar of okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be okay at it, <laughs> or he'd be okay at it. What are you trying to well, say, Kathy? Rising intonation. <laughs> the rising intonation is the one that gets me because that's like when you that actually. If think about Valley Girl talk, remember like everything was like in clueless. It's like so okay, okay. You go up. It's a question, but it's also uncertainty. It's like you're looking for approval kind of but you can also go up with are you do you understand what i'm saying like uh the french word for okay is d'accord okay d'accord yeah thank you ross i don't speak french (laughs) this was the example in front of me (laughs) okay (laughs) so it's kind of like that's called like the back channeling when you're you're showing down you want confirmation is that okay okay that's when you do the rising intonation There's also, before I I was going to jump into the flat intonation, but I just wanted to add one thing. There was a study done with uh, grad students who use the okay as what Kathy said, back channeling, kind of like keeping the the conversation going. And it was interesting because that study found, and I don't know how valid this is everywhere else, that men tended, uh, women tended to use that type of okay with the rising intonation as someone speaking three times more than men did, which... I mean, does that mm-hmm. have any meaning? I have no idea. But I thought that was interesting in the differences of using okay, not only geographic, but apparently sex-based as well. I've read a lot about that, and you hear that because a lot of times women are taught, especially in business, to try to do the down 
the downtone, which is not only about okay, but it's like the, the ending on the question mark as opposed to as opposed to the flat or down a, a lower intonation. So that's a big thing, actually. That's interesting. Could you go more into that? I'm actually sort of curious about that. They're told to do this. Or? Oh, you've never heard. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a female. I've, heard, I've I know of this. I, I, I it's been a big thing. Yeah, this is a really big thing, and I think it's sometimes referred to as upspeak, but I'm not. I'm not Correct. positive if they're. Yeah. Okay. So I guess maybe it has that term. And uh, a lot of it's starting to change, I think, for a couple mm -hmm. of reasons. One is that we are finally uh, there's finally a backlash against policing the way people talk, which mm -hmm. I, I am very grateful for. And also because people are starting to realize that men actually do it a lot more than they think they do. Thank you for saying that, because it's absolutely true. And it's a pet peeve of mine when people only ascribe it to, to women. But Ross, it's sort of like when you end every f sentence with uh, the, the sound that goes up and you it makes it sound like you aren't sure what you're saying. Do you, do you do you hear what I'm doing there? Yes, I do. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> in 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 a traditional sense uh, that that we are now rethinking, thankfully, it has been seen as um, uh, showing a lack of confidence in in what you're saying uh, because you're looking for approval almost by by speaking that way, making it sound more like a question, as if you're not sure about what you're saying. Uh, and again, we're, we're rethinking that now, uh, which is good, but but that's traditionally been the viewpoint on that kind of speech. Although it was interesting because I read it, it was like it was a transcript of uh, and it was also spoken of police officers speaking with prisoners and people they had arrested. And one common usage was the rising OK after the police officer arrested the person. And it, it was st and the, the guy who was studying it said, Probably it's done by people in power to reduce the, the impact of what they're saying. All right, I can bring you to jail, but that's not my goal here, okay? He's basically in a power power. Oh, I see. So it's trying to bring... You're trying to minimize the difference in power. So you're trying to say, like, I'm, 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 I'm not a threat to you? Yeah. Is that taught? Do you know? I don't think so. I think it's natural. But it really sort of got me, though, that... The different intonations. We, there's also a flat intonation, and the, they've used that with a police officer actually saying, you know, you're arrested. Person go, I, 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 you know, I didn't do anything. The officer going, okay, now. And that's a flat okay, which is a power okay. If I may interject, though, Ross, that's also, to be technical, a discourse marker. Because he's saying, okay, like, done here, let's start a new conversation. Like, you know, like, I'm not listening to you. you fit, you're done with what you were saying. So now I'm going to talk. That's a good point. And then I think that goes back to the whole point of the, the letter that we got, which is that okay can be very confusing and very contextual. <laughs> I think Kathy is completely correct. Well, and so we've mentioned approval. We've mentioned sort of a lukewarm description. We've mentioned the discourse marker. Uh, we've um, mentioned, mentioned it, as you said, sort of um, trying to take away the power imbalance uh, there's also using it as a shutdown right as, as we mentioned with yeah no yeah no can be a shutdown but so can okay the, uh, the, as someone is going on at length and you want them to stop uh, often you'll hear somebody say okay definitely mm -hmm. yeah there's actually it's called like i mean there's there's a falling tone with okay as well where it's basically a challenge look i don't want to be lied to okay and that 
that sets it that shuts it down and it basically says shut up or don't you know stop what you're doing but that's actually different than a than a closure that's more of a challenge actually yeah that's a little because okay as a closing conversation it's more like okay you know okay period boom you're next right thing to me whereas mine is will you quit contradicting me kathy okay i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm frightened. The power balance is off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really aggressive okay. Yeah, but that's a falling tone challenge okay. And Kathy had the uh, end of conversation okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you say it's a falling tone. That sounds like a rising tone to me. Okay. That's what I was just going to say. Okay. Maybe I'm doing uh-huh. it. I'm not doing it right. Well, the way, you, the way you're saying okay sounds correct. Okay, why don't you guys try Okay. Falling tone would be okay, I would think. I don't like this. Okay. That's good. That to me is falling you, tone. You would say that you would say that okay at the beginning of the sentence though. You would say, Okay, I don't like that. Yeah, that's what I think. If you reverse it, you would say, I don't like that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we sound we all sound very pugnacious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you're not gonna put the falling tone at the end of the sentence. Okay, I want this is I want one of you two, because both of you are tone-sensitive people. To, this was from, I'm doing a transcript now from a, 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 a officer speaking to someone, and they said this was a challenge falling tone. I'm just going to repeat the sentence with an atonal thing, okay? And you guys do it with a falling tone. Look, I'm not liking you telling me this, okay? Falling tone, guys. Uh, if you say that, it's hard to do. Look, I'm not liking you telling me this, okay? See, it doesn't work. <laughs> That doesn't work. I agree. But that I agree is with a, Fletcher. But that's you, a falling would, tone. At the beginning, you yeah, would do it. You stick that at the beginning. I totally oh, agree with you. Okay. I don't like what you're telling me. Okay. Uh, okay. I think that we've, <laughs> we've challenged the linguistics paper here very effectively. It was written in 2011, so I think we can get to, uh, we may have troubles reaching the person. Yeah, because absolutely the okay goes up this time. Like, look, I'm not liking you telling me this, Okay. It does. You it don't does. go, okay. Yeah, unless unless I'm misunderstanding what falling tone means, it doesn't sound like that's correct. No, it doesn't. This is really interesting. I think we've we've established something here. Try a falling tone with okay again, guys. I can't do it at the end of the sentence. It feels totally unnatural. Okay, try it at the beginning. Okay. I don't want to talk about this anymore. That's falling, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's falling. And I'm fine talking about this some more. Okay, I think we've established that. That's interesting, though. I've never seen anything on that, but it does show me that you cannot do a falling tone, as Fletcher said at the end of a sentence, particularly with "okay." Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking in my head. Okay. Uh, what this? What was this? Okay. Look, I'm not liking you telling me this. Okay. No, you don't. You don't. Unless you had it as period, and the okay is its own sentence, and you're st- and you're just doing it again as a discourse marker, and you're changing the conversation. Look, I'm not liking you telling me this. Period. Okay. I can think of I can think of a circumstance w- when you would use it that way. Uh, it's a little bit different, but say um, I've decided to go ahead and agree with you just to end the conversation. So if you're telling me spaghetti is the greatest food in the world, and I've been arguing with you for a while, uh, and I'm tired of it, I would say. Spaghetti's the greatest food in the world. Okay, right? That's fine. Yeah. That, okay, that works. That ends it. But again, that's kind of the shutdown. That's not. That's not the aggressive okay that we were talking about no. earlier. No. That's 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 the discourse no. marker saying that we're over. We're done. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. We've established a new linguistic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scholars take note. <laughs> the Fletcher tone. <laughs> I like that. Maybe just Fletch tone. That's good. That's a little more hip. Yeah, I, I like that better. Yeah. So, so here's the question uh, that everybody has always had, and I know there are a lot of different answers to this, but I think maybe one has kind of become more or less accepted. Where do we get okay? Where does it come from? Well, it's it's been now now it's not as accepted as it was a few years ago. Well, heck, <laughs> <laughs> don't be calm. This is English, right? Come on. <laughs> the the standard the standard idea, and we've Kath and I have talked about this at length, is that it came from a humorous abbreviation, all O L L correct, K O R R E C T. And the idea was that in Boston in the uh, early 1800s, early to early mid 1800s, uh, it was very popular to use abbreviations, sort of like we do now with LOL. They had like NG for no go, GT gone to Texas, uh, SP small potatoes. And it was really seen as hip in those days to misspell those words. And for example, OK, there was another pre- previous OW, which was all right misspelled O-L-L-W-R-I-G-H-T. And that was first used in the text in 1839. Catherine had a big argument about this. Was it 1839 or 1840? We checked. It's 1839 in the Boston Morning I'd Post. I'd like to point out that I was the one who said 1839, but <laughs> yes. that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you two are siblings, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it was conflated with, Kathy can pick up the ball on this one well there's two different things but right now we're going to go then it got conflated with martin van buren who got the nickname old kinderhook because he was from kinderhook new york and um this is 1840 was the uh, presidential election which was right after the all correct thing so they would do um the the abbreviation obviously for old kinderhook was okay uh, van buren supporters would do okay clubs they called themselves okays and then a lot of people started thinking that that's where old Kinderhook, uh, that's where OK came from, was old Kinderhook. But actually, it was number two in line. But then you have all sorts of other theories. Some people said one of my personal favorites um, is some people said that it was came from the Greek Olakala, it's good. But ancient Greek signal flags were all as well. They so they said that they signaled Olakala and it was okay, but Greeks didn't pronounce okay, okay. So that's completely bogus. Um, they also said it was from Scots, och, I, I can't pronounce it. And then most often you hear, and this is where I'm going to turn to Ross to go on about it. Yeah, this is a really, there, there are two really, there are two moderately compelling possibilities. One is that the Choctaws, who were, um, Native Americans who lived in uh, what is now Georgia, Carolinas, etc., had a word okay. Oh, we probably spell it O-K-E-H. And this was like early on suggested as maybe that's how it, it came. And apparently the, the legend goes that Andrew Jackson heard the word from members of the Choctaw tribe, who he, whom he also attacked a lot, and he picked it up. And Woodrow Wilson, president, was a big believer. And sort of an interesting thing, he never wrote okay on papers if he approved them. He would always write, he would always say okay, O-K-E-H, he said because okay was a false etymology. Another one that I think is also interesting um, is that it could have a, a black African origin. In a language in the West African area where a lot of enslaved people came from 
was called, it was Wolof, and they had apparently a word, Oki, or something like that, and it could have come from them when they came to, uh, when they were brought to that area. What do you think, Kath, is the, I mean, the one thing I keep thinking I, I'm sorry, is, I, I'm in the all-correct, I'm in the all-correct school. I, I think that the others are, are more interesting, possibly, and, and I think everybody likes the idea of loan words from other languages, but it, there's so little to really back it up. I mean, you could we could go on for hours about it. I was looking up the whole thing with the Choctaw, um, okay, and um, they were saying like you don't, you it doesn't even appear until the first citation for OKH, I think was in 1918 or something. I mean, it, it ends up just getting a little wacky. Can I throw something know? out though? Can I throw something countering you for one second? We both lived for many years in Hoboken, New Jersey. And Hoboken is mm -hmm. a name um, of, a, of a Dutch city. And the early settlers mm -hmm. who were Dutch called it Hoboken. Why do they call it Hoboken? There's some talk that um, in the Lenny Lenape, I believe, language, there was some word that's like Hoboking or something like that that meant place of, um, of uh, making pipes. There's like a red serpentine, a, white, a green serpentine rock there. So I'm wondering if it's a conflation of the two. They he you hear a sound mm -hmm. and then you kind of like adapt it into your language. And that would maybe make the Choctaw or the Wolof thing like maybe a part of it. Maybe the, maybe, I don't know. Kathy is I don't frowning. think so. <laughs> so. I'm sorry, I don't think so. I think, I think it sounds really great and I think it sounds nice and sounds interesting, but I think it's simple. I think it came from all, that stupid, all correct, being like cutesy and comical, you know, like, all correct, and that's, I, that's what I think. But I mean, but I'm a pragmatist. It is often the case that the stupidest answer is the correct one. Mm -hmm. But um, that that okay, all correct does make a lot of sense. It, it's easy to believe for me because you can you can easily see copy editors or whoever taking that and you know sticking okay next to uh, next to a, a paragraph. Everything's fine, all, all correct. I mean, because because it's this stupid little joke, and then people seeing that that okay, which means of course everything's fine uh, as, as it does now and um and you know continuing to use that and it just getting picked up that way that's that's very very easy to believe mm -hmm. and the problem is i mean in fairness now of course i'm gonna be devil's advocate and go the opposite way the problem is especially with the, the wolof one is it's it's hard to find evidence of something like that because you're talking of if you're talking about oral traditions not nothing written You've got slaves that were brought here, and then it gets a lot more complicated. I mean, it's difficult to find actual evidence, I would think. Whereas it's easy to look at all correct. I still think it's all correct. I'm sorry, I do. And I don't even believe in the conflation thing, Ross. I think you're wrong. I don't think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm going to change sorry. the subject. For, I'm going to change the subject and ask uh, our Fletcher, our film person here, completely different subject, but it's historical okays. I guess we're, I'm going to sort of throw it in that sense. In Apollo 13, Houston, we have a problem. I'm sure Fletcher knows that um, quote. Sure. Okay. What was the real, what were the real words spoken on the Apollo 13 space flight initially? Uh, I have, oh, I've read this, but I can't think of it just offhand. He, um no, I, I, I can't quite remember. What was it? Okay, Jack Swigert said, Okay, Houston, we've had a problem. <laughs> and then the uh, Jim Lovell, they didn't hear it, so they said, Please repeat it. And then it was, Ah, Houston, we've had a problem. So the okay was taken out. 
And it was past tense, minor point, it was past tense versus present tense. Interesting. Okay was used in space, and okay, I think, Kathy, you had that. It was okay was one of the first words spoken on the I moon? was just going to say, because that was my favorite thing I found out about okay. It's very possible, but they're not positive positive, that okay was the first word spoken on the moon. It was said when the uh, lunar the, the craft landed on the moon's surface, and Buzz Aldrin said those majestic words, okay, engine stop. <laughs> Quotable, don't you think? <laughs> this episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that at your local independent bookstore. Order online if you have to. Also, be sure to check out Kathy and Ross's most recent book, Awkward Moments. That's word, like what we're talking about, awkward, W-O-R-D. Awkward Moments, a lively guide to the 100 terms smart people should know. And, of course, Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They're always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.